We're going to be in the book of Genesis chapter 1 and uh, verse number 12. Uh, we'll open in a word of prayer and then we'll jump right into the word tonight. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this time that we have together to study your word. I thank you for the people that have come out this evening, Lord, to uh, participate in this process. I pray, God, that you would make it worth our while by speaking to us in your word in such a way that it would cause us to draw closer to you and to live more effectively for you. In Jesus' name we pray. God's people say amen. All right, remain seated. Read with me Genesis chapter 1 and verse number 12, where the Bible says, And the earth brought forth grass and herb, yielding, what's the next word? Seed after his kind. And the tree yielding fruit whose, what, seed was in itself after his kind. And God saw that it was good. Now I'm not going to attempt to answer the question tonight, what came first, the chicken or the egg. Uh, but what I will point out in the scripture is that it said that when he created the trees yielding fruit, it said whose seed was in itself so it would appear to me that he created the tree but he also put the seed in the tree so that it could naturally reproduce if you follow me say amen and so tonight looking at this seed uh th there's a basic principle here that i believe that we can learn in fact if you study the teachings of jesus he often used uh farmer uh, analogies and terminology to help us understand the process of the seed of God's word, how it's sown into our hearts and how that it produces life as a result of that. Uh, but I kind of wanted to use this verse as a springboard, particularly because of the phrase, whose seed was in itself. Uh, noting that the creator put the seed there to start with. And I want to say to you tonight as an individual uh, that when we compare natural seed like that that a farmer uses to plant crops or what have you, uh, or any other kind of seed that reproduces, we are comparing it to the Word of God and how that the Word of God has its effect on us. And the first thing that you need to see in the stages of a seed, and that's what we're going to call the study tonight, the stages of a seed okay the first thing that you'll notice in the stages of a seed is that the seed number one is given it is given we could not do what we do without god first giving us something to work with amen uh, as it is in the natural so it is in the spiritual you know i, I heard an analogy one time or a story rather uh, about uh, a, an atheist that was trying to prove uh, that God did not exist. And so he was going to try to manufacture some uh, lab experiment uh, by which to prove uh, that God did not create anything. And I'm not exactly sure what he had in mind, but when he started assembling his materials together, the creationist said, wait a minute, you've got to start with your own stuff first. Because everything that he had assembled was already here and given by God. And so if you're going to try to disprove God, you've got to first start with what God has not given you, right? 
And if the truth be known, everything that is in your life, everything that is in my life that is a blessing, it is there because of something that God initiated. Now, particularly when it comes to the seed of God's word, aren't you glad to know that the reason you're saved today is because God saw fit to give the seed of God's word to you one day in your life? Amen. Uh, I thank God. I remember uh, as a young boy, uh, the seeds of God's word being sown into my heart. First, I remember through my mother who would make us sit down in the living room. And could you imagine trying to make three little uh, boys uh, who uh, misbehaved to try to sit still long enough to read a few chapters in the Bible together? Amen. I remember uh, uh, her making us do that. I didn't half understand why we was doing it, what the purpose was, was behind it. It was hard for me as a little boy to sit still. But those are the earliest remembrances that I have of God's seed being given to me. Amen. And it was through my mother, and I thank God for that. Uh, and so the first stage of a seed is that it is given. And this is important. This is going to lay the groundwork for the rest of the study tonight because we're going to make some practical application for how, uh, what this means to us. But I, I want you to think about for just a moment, and, and, and you can turn there if you want to, but I'm going to be quick. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 10 uh, refers to the Lord as the one who ministers seed to the sower. He ministers seed to the sower. God not only gives seed uh, for our benefit, but he gives seed for our distribution. If you're willing to share the seed of God's word with others, God will pour the seed of his word into your life. Uh, Let me break that down a little bit more. If you want to help others be enlightened to the understanding of and, uh, and reception of God's word so that it can transform their lives. God will not only give you his word, but he will give you a better and more clear understanding of his word so that you can turn around and become a sower of God's word into the lives of others. And everything about a seed has a cycle. Amen. So that it does not die so that it does not diminish or go away the same thing is true with God's word God gives the seed so that the seed can be turned around and be uh, then again be given to someone else but I'm glad for the day that the seed of God's word began to be sown into my life I would not be here today were it not for the seed of God's word being sown into my life amen and you can say the same thing but uh, pointing point that out that the seed is given, uh, I thought about Psalm chapter 68 and verse 11, where the Bible says, The Lord gave the word, great was the company of those that published it. Amen. The Lord gave the word, great was the company of those that published it. We have the Bible today because God went through great effort to make sure that we would have Uh, an infallible copy of his word amen he first started giving his word through uh through the audible uh deliverance of it through through the speaking of his word he started with his own lips speaking his word to mankind and then he began to call prophets to speak the word of god before we had uh the first uh book of the Bible ever pinned down to paper for us to benefit from today. So God 
still speaks, amen? But he started delivering his word through speaking his word audibly. Uh, now, understanding that this is a stage in the life of a seed and that it is related to God's word, even though we now have the written word of God, which is published not only by speaking audibly, but by sowing in print, there is still the necessity for speaking that which has been put in print for the next generation. Somebody say amen right there. So we're talking about speaking the word. That's how God, uh, and, and thank God for the preacher that preached to you one day, that preached to me one day. Thank God for the Sunday school teacher that sowed the seed of the word of God. They may have read, read it off of the pages of this book, but then they spoke the word of God into our hearts, into our lives. And so it was spoken audibly, it was sown in print, and then it was sent. Amen. Uh, this, this involves getting others involved in the process. It's called teamwork. And God has built a network of people throughout the earth and has uh, since the beginning who will distribute and publish his word both audibly and in writing and through networking however he needs to so that he can distribute his word throughout the earth. Now, think about Romans chapter 10 and verse 15 where it says how shall they preach except they be what? Does anybody know the word? Sent. How shall they preach except they be sent? So if a preacher is sent, what is he sent to do? If a teacher of God's word is sent, what are they sent to do? Well, they're sent to deliver the seed of God's word. Now you remember the parable of Jesus and talked about the different soils upon which the seed of God's word would be landed as it has been as it is sown. There's some will fall on stony ground, some will uh, fall into the thorns and the thistles. Y'all remember the the parable. Some uh, uh, some will fall into good ground. Y'all remember that parable and understanding that not everywhere that the seed of God is sown means that it's going to be received. But I will say this, wherever the seed of God's word is sown, they will be held accountable. Okay, so don't ever think that it's useless to speak the word into the life of someone you think uh, that it's not making any difference to. It's not your responsibility and it's not my responsibility to determine the quality of the soil or the likelihood that that soil will bear fruit. It is only our responsibility to continue to give. Jesus said, freely you have received, freely give. So we are to give the seed to others as God has given it to us, and then we let God worry with the results. Amen, church? And so we see the giving of the seed, but not only that, uh, phase two I see is the carrying of the seed. The carrying of the seed. Now, let me unpack this for just a minute. Uh, Psalm chapter 119 and verse 11, many of you probably memorized this in Bible school. Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. Okay, so I see that when we carry seed, there is first the packing of the seed. Now, uh, if you wanted to today, you could go over to... Uh, uh, any number of stores and buy seeds of different kinds, depending on whether you want to plant flowers or whether you want to plant uh, 
uh, you know, fruit or vegetables or any number of things, and you'll find packaging that contains a certain amount of seed. And, and what I've learned is that sometimes God gives us the seed of His Word uh, to carry with us until the appropriate time for it to come to life for us or for someone else. Do you remember what Jesus said? He said uh, to His disciples that, uh, the, that there would be times that the Holy Spirit will bring things to their remembrance that He taught them. Alright? So that means there are times you're going to come to church and all you're going to do is receive seed into your barn, the barn of your heart. And, and you may not feel that particular day that it spoke to you, that it did anything for you. But one day down the road, because you were here to receive the seed, the Holy Spirit will bring, it, bring that seed up in your heart, in your life, and you can withdraw from the packaging of your heart. Those places where you've hid that word or, or the, the Holy Spirit put that word there so that at the time appointed, the Holy Spirit can bring that seed to surface, the seed of His word, and make it practical to your life. That's why there's never a sermon wasted. There's never a church service wasted, no matter whether or not you feel like you got anything of particular interest to you or not, because of the nature of a seed. Because you can have a seed lying on a shelf for many, many years, but uh, and then one day you can walk in there and grab it and put it in the ground and immediately life starts taking place and that's the way God sows the seed of his word into your heart you may not know you need this message today but five years from now the Holy Spirit may bring it fresh in your mind and speak to you in such a way that you'll say boy I'm sure glad I was at church the day he preached that then I didn't know I needed it but now I know that I needed it has that ever happened to you let me see your hand if you know what I'm talking about amen and so that, there's never a wasted church service because sometimes we don't just immediately plant the seed or it doesn't immediately apply to us but we carry the seed so there's the packing of the seed there's the preserving of the seed Luke chapter 2 and verse 19 says but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart what was Mary doing Mary was preserving seed that she did not know what to do with she was observing things that were beyond her human comprehension. And you need to be patient with yourself. There will be times that you will hear a sermon preached or read some scripture that you don't have human comprehension for. That is not a waste of time because you're not always meant to understand it right then. I reference this much in my preaching and teaching and I will continue to do so probably till the day I die or God calls me home. But Jesus told his disciples, said, there are many things I would say to you, but you're not yet able to receive them. And so sometimes he'll speak something to lay the groundwork that later he'll speak more on top of to shed light on. And so you're always packing it up and you're always preserving it, holding it in your heart, and waiting for the Holy Spirit to bring light or life to that seed in your heart. So we're carrying the seed after it's been given to us. There's also the protection of the seed. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse number 23 says, Keep thy heart, or protect or guard thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Amen. Uh, you know, I, I, I thought about even... Something as simple an illustration as a woman who's carrying a child. Uh, she's carrying the seed of life within her womb. And they go through great pains to protect and preserve that life 
that is within them because though it may not have yet been delivered, it's still life and it's still something in the process that God is continuing to work on and deliver for the world to see and behold and benefit from. Amen, church? And so just like that analogy, a lot of times God will just dump seed, the seed of His Word into your heart, in your life, in your mind, right? And by the way, it starts in the mind. It can't get to your heart till it first enters in through your ears, right? Which your natural mind will process. And your natural mind was created by God to bridge the gap between your natural understanding and your spiritual perception. And I don't know how God did it, but He did it. Amen. And so you've got to receive it here so that it can sink down into here. And so the more seed you preserve and protect, and by the way, you need to protect the seed of God's Word that He sows into your heart. You need not allow the enemy to come in and steal and rob from you the seed that God has putting in your heart. Sometimes God may speak something to you and you may not understand it. Just because you don't understand it doesn't mean it's disposable. Protect it. Guard it. Keep it. Because there'll come a day that you'll be glad you did. Amen, church. So you carry seed sometimes. Here's a, a practical application. I could uh, reference 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 15 where the Bible says, But sanctify, we just preached on sanctification for three weeks, sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. If you don't preserve the seed of God's word in your heart for any other reason, then you need to be ready to share that seed with someone else. Amen. And so you carry the seed for various reasons, but there are seasons in which that seed seems to lie dormant. And then there are seasons that God says it's time for planting. It's time for watering. It's time for for increase. So we see the giving of the seed. We see the carrying of the seed. Thirdly, I want to point this out. Well, now we see the cultivating of the seed. Mark chapter 4. I know I'm throwing a lot at you. Take your notes quick. Amen. Uh, Mark chapter 4 and verse 14. The Bible says, The sower soweth the word. The sower soweth the word. All right. So we see the sowing of the seed. This is where we begin to cultivate. That, that, that means we give that seed every opportunity to produce what it was designed to produce in our lives. And so naturally, if a seed is to produce, it does need to be sown eventually. And, and, and your heart to God is like a garden. God sees your heart like a garden and he oversees the vineyard of your heart. And it is his desire to bring the seed of his word to full vibrance of life at the times appointed. And so you need to always yield to the process of God, the gardener of your heart. Amen. But you also need to be willing to sow the seed of God's word into the lives of others, allowing the Holy Spirit the appropriate time to work that seed to life in the life of those individuals to whom you have spoken about Christ. Sometimes we get discouraged in the sowing process and we wonder if we'll ever see the results. I mean, how many 
Thousands of people have to listen to a sermon before it ever bears any fruit. Only God knows the answer to that question because he's the keeper of the garden. He keeps count of every seed that was sown, where it was sown, what it needs to bring life, and if it will ever bring life. We sow, some sow, some water, God gives the increase. Amen. So you got to sow it. It got, it's got to be watered. 1 Corinthians 3, 8 says, Now he that planteth and he that watereth are one. He that planteth and he that watereth are one. And every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. Amen. And so if you want to get results with the seed of God's word, you've got to enter into the labor of cultivating the seed of God's word, not only in your own heart and life, but in the heart and life's of others amen and 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 seed naturally and we're going to get to this uh, the last phase which is multiplication uh, inevitably it's meant to to be uh to to be repro- reproductive amen and, and our ultimate goal is that the seed of god's word would have such vibrance of life and fruit in our own life that it begins to spill over into the lives of others and that we begin to influence others with the life and the hope of the gospel that is that's just uh, coming forth from our own experience with god and so there's the sowing and there's the watering of god's word some sermons you come in here and the, sow, the seed is sown. The next time you might come in, God may just spend some time watering the seed that's already sown. Have you ever wondered why sometimes a preacher preaches a lot of, a lot of stuff uh, a lot of, uh, along the same lines? A lot of times that's not really the preacher's choice. That's the Holy Spirit doing his job of watering something that's already been sown. And sometimes we need a little extra understanding or, or we need to hear something again. Because if you're like me, I, I learn through repetitiveness. I sometimes have to hear things over and over again before I really get a hold of it. I know none of you are like that. You are all photographic people. You remember everything the first time. Not a problem, right? Uh, <laughs> but, you know, a lot of us, like myself, have to hear it over and over again. And that's just the gardener of the Holy Spirit making sure that that seed is sown and takes root and is watered and given every chance to take root and to bring the life that he wants it to bring into your life. So we see sowing, we see watering, and then finally we see increase. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 7 said, So then neither is he that planteth anything, neither he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. And that's the truth. Uh, honest to God, you know, there's nothing I can do to make the Word of God work in your life. All I can do is preach it. Uh, I, I heard this advice many years ago from a, a, a man of God that's gone on to be with the Lord. And this was his philosophy of ministry in a nutshell. You preach to them, you love them, and you let them live their lives. Because you cannot legislate righteousness. You cannot follow people around and make sure they're doing right. That's the job of the Holy Spirit. You set a good example. You share the Word of God. And you love people and you let God do the cultivating. Amen. Give that uh, seed time to grow. And, if, and, and, and gotta, you got, we got to try to pray for the patience, not of Job, but the patience of God. I know that we've been taught, and I've said it before, pray for the patience of Job. Well, I'd rather have God's patience. Amen. Because uh, God's patience is perfect. And I know how patient he's been with me. Amen. And if God can be patient with me, then surely with his help, I can be patient with others. 
And so as we are cultivating the seed of God's Word, not only in our own heart, life, and ministry, we're also cultivating the seed of God's Word that we've sown into the lives of others as God opens those doors and opportunities to minister. And so you may come across somebody and you may mention Jesus to them and they may be cold at first and they, they may uh, decline or they, they, they may back off a little bit. Uh, just continue to pray for open doors. Continue to sow seeds of kindness and seeds of love and seeds of patience and give God time to work because the hammer of God's word has a powerful way of breaking, breaking down the stoniest of hearts. Amen. And, and through that process, you can watch the seed of God's word as you sow and then as you water into the lives of others, never give up on them. Just keep being consistent. Keep being faithful. Amen. And you watch in the process of time and see if God don't honor the process of you cultivating that seed, sowing and watering. Amen. And so we see uh, in review the giving of the seed came from God, the carrying of the seed, which is our responsibility, and then the cultivating of the seed, which is something we participate with God in doing, not only in our own lives, but in the lives of others. But I want to close with this last one. That is the multiplication of the seed. The seed is meant to be productive. It is meant to produce produce. Amen. It is meant to produce something. Mark 4, 8 says, And other fell on good ground and did yield fruit that sprang up and increased and brought forth. And this part right here makes me feel a lot better sometimes about my inadequacy. It says some 30, some 60, and some 100. And so I'm going to have some 30% days. Right? Don't that make you feel a little bit better that you're not always 100%? And God knew it, but he's still working on you. Amen. It doesn't make me feel better, better about my inadequacies. It makes me feel better knowing that the gardener already knew that this would be a problem. And he's already factored that into the equation. And he's going to have grace to cover. Amen. And so you don't give up on yourself because God ain't give up on you. Because God aims to produce fruit from his word from your life. Now... In order to do that, notice it does say when those fall into good ground, it will produce some kind of fruit, even if it's just 30%, even if it's 60 or even if it's 100-fold, right? It'll produce something. Uh, show me a life where the seed of God's Word is sown, but it produces no fruit whatsoever. They may have made a profession of faith, but it may not have taken because God's Word will produce something of life from God Almighty if it's taken root. Amen, church. And so we see the multiplication starts with production. It also involves provision. 1 Timothy 5.18, the scripture saith, Thou shalt not muzzle the ox that treadeth out the corn, and the laborer is worthy of his reward. Amen. Notice this, God takes care of those who sow his seed. Amen. He said the labor is worthy of his reward. Even those uh, who, uh, uh, who use oxen, amen, to, to pull the plow, amen. Uh, uh, the Bible says, Thou shalt not muzzle the ox that treadeth out the corn. And that's an analogy. Uh, and I thank God for those uh, 
churches that take good care of the preacher, like this church uh, takes as good a care of me as you possibly can. And I thank God for that. Uh, but what this is alluding to is not only spiritual principle that we need to make practical in our churches as we function, but it is also a reminder to those who are called to a ministry that God was going to take care of you if you will deliver His Word. God's going to take care of you. Amen. So there will be provisions made to make sure that the seed lives on. God preserved the seed whenever uh, the flood came and hit the earth by sparing Noah and his family. Amen. God preserved the seed of, of Moses whenever Pharaoh was killing all the children. You remember that? God spared the promised seed, Jesus Christ. Whenever the, the, the kingdoms of this world of that time were destroying children, trying to get rid of anybody that might threaten the throne, God preserves the life of seed so that it can live on. Amen. And God is aiming on preserving the seed of His Word into your heart and into your life so that it can produce maximum results. And so God will make provisions for that. Whenever, uh, whenever uh, Joseph was... Uh, sent uh, by God into Egypt. First he was sold into slavery and he ended up being second in command over all of Israel so that when the famine came, the worldwide famine, the seed of Israel could be preserved through the famine. Notice they were involved in God's work so God made sure that the seed was provided for so that it could end up in the multiplication stages. Amen. And so ultimately this involves procreation this results in procreation romans chapter 12 and verse 6 says having then gifts deferring according to the grace that is given us whether prophecy let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith or ministry let us wait on our ministering or he that teacheth on teaching or he that exhorteth on exhortation he that giveth let him do it with simplicity see there's different gifts even people who that may they may not can speak or preach or teach a class but they're good givers and that's they got a heart to give and they're enabled to give that's a gift to the church amen uh he that ruleth with diligence he that showeth mercy with cheerfulness we see all these different people that god's using in ministry but it is for the purpose of producing providing for and then procreating the seed of god's word that is making sure that it produces and multiplies as it grows all right and so in other words the church is not meant to exist or diminish it's meant to grow. Amen. Our lives are meant to grow spiritually, but the church is meant to grow numerically because the Lord meant to add to the church daily such as should be saved like we find in the book of Acts. And I believe that if we'll do our part in cultivating the seed of God's Word in our heart and life, that that reproducing effect will start to take place. And we'll begin to see God save people, amen, as a result of our ministry. And we, we've already seen some of that, thank God, here. But you just keep sowing, you keep witnessing, you keep being faithful, and you see if God don't begin to bless the fruit of your labor, and we'll begin to see a multiplication of the seed of God's Word. Amen. And so uh, uh, here's uh, the final verse I want to point to, 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 2. Uh, here's the application. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. We learn to teach to teach. 
Did you catch that? We learn to teach to teach. I'm not just to teach you the Word of God, but I'm to teach it to you so that you can turn around and teach it again. That's the cycle. That's why I call this uh, the stages of a seed. You have the giving stage, the carrying stage, the cultivating stage, and then the multiplication stage. And that's the cycle that we want to see God uh, produce here over and over again uh, as a ministry. And I don't think any church should ever be satisfied with a stagnant growth. Amen. And, and we can over-spiritualize terminology. And we can say, well, we don't want to be all about the numbers at our place. And, and, and in the process of buying into that, uh, whatever that is, we forget that every number is a soul for whom Christ died. My goal is not to have the biggest church in town. My goal is to reach every person that God meant for Washington Heights Baptist Church to reach. And I believe if he give us a church that could hold 300, then he plans on us having 300 people here. Amen? And until it's filled up, I'm not going to be happy. And neither should you. Because God's seed was meant to multiply, not to diminish. Amen? The church is supposed to be stronger, not weaker. And everybody say amen. All right. Hallelujah.